Thank you for joining us for another podcast from the Commonwealth Club. Paved the way for this march. Now tell me about this oh, march. Oh my, each march. Yeah. Author Barbara Rose Brooker organized the march, saying ageism affects everyone. I was going to have an age march mm-hmm. to celebrate who we really yeah. are and end age discrimination. Let's stop this and be people without a number. Ageism is for all ages. It's not just because I'm 83 I'm talking about it. I think it's a culture cancer. Age is not a one-size-fits-all. Aging is for everybody. This should be global. We're going to take it over. Well, that was amazing. Hi, Barbara. Hi, Julie. Hi, Melissa. Julie. This is so exciting. Let's just start because it's Zoom and everybody always wants us. Where is everyone? I am right now in Deer Valley and uh, coming home tomorrow to Los Angeles. I'm in San Francisco. And Julie, where are you? I'm in the Hollywood Hills here in Los Angeles. We're all west of the Mississippi. Um, I I guess we just need to start at the beginning. Barbara, why did you start the Age March movement? I started it because... In my 30s, I was a single mom. I was in college, going to grad school, and I had to wear a Velcro name tag that said "reentry woman" on it. Wait, why? Wait, did you wear that? Wait, did you wear that because you thought it was funny? Because you do have great humor, or they actually we actually had to wear them because I was over 30. (laughs) We actually anyone over 30, I was considered old. It's like so, being reverse. It's like being reverse carded. Exactly. <laughs> it, 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 exactly. And I would. I just said, "Oh my God, this is discrimination," and someday I'm going to do something about it. Because then, when I was forty, it was something. Published my first novel at fifty, and, and then at sixty, I was told maybe to take a cruise and go to Alaska. That it was too late for everything. So, and did you take the cruise? No, I never took the cruise, and I decided that I'm just going to keep writing more books and and do my thing. And then at 73, which was 11 years ago, because I'm 84 now, I decided I'm going to give an age march. I actually had a dream, and everybody in the dream was marching, and they were all ages. They were 10, they were 92, they were 104, and and kids were on skateboards. And I woke up, and I started the age march. I gave my first age march in 2009. It was a grassroots affair. And like 400 people showed up in San Francisco, and we marched two miles around the beautiful bay. And this really, really happened, Melissa and Julie. It really happened. People came at all ages, kids on skateboards and bikes, uh, women in their 90s holding up signs, Mickey Mouse is 100, and I can do it too. It was incredible. And that was the first one. Julie, how did you get involved in this? Because I, I, to bring people up to speed, you are an Emmy Award winner. You, you know, produced for everybody. You come out of the talk world. You helped develop, I don't know if we're allowed to say who, but helped create a global empire for a personality whose name might start with an O. <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to actually say it. Um, what, what, attracted you to becoming a part of this program, becoming a part of Age March? You know, I um, I was approached by Susie Unger and Barbara, uh, Susie's Barbara's daughter. And um, they talked to me about it, and I really liked how they interacted with each other, these multi-generational mother-daughter teams. Mm. And that I can really, relate to that. That really, it attracted me to the idea of all this discrimination and we talk about so many different types, but we really don't talk about age discrimination. And it doesn't necessarily mean um, uh, that only the the older generation gets discriminated against. It can also be the younger generation. And I just thought, what an opportunity, Uh, because I don't like to miss opportunities. And I just thought this was one that I could lend my efforts to, and and it means a lot to me. You know, we live in a really interesting time, and you just brought that up about um, it's not necessarily only older. I mean, 
coming out of Hollywood and Julie, you know that, and Barbara, you know that, and your, your daughter's in the business. And obviously I grew up in the business. There's definitely with women, tremendous ageism. I mean, if we see one and, and it's getting called out a lot more now with, you know, a 70 year old or a 65 year old actor and the love interest is 28. Um, do you think that's because that's been, and yet women who date older, younger men are, are called cougars. These older men aren't called cradle robbers or whatever you want to call them. Why do you think that we have that complete and total, um, disparity is not the wrong word, but disparity, that there's such a difference in the perception. That's such an interesting, uh, question, Melissa. I call it the gender discrimination. And I think it happens because we give men too much power. It's okay if an 80-year-old man can hardly whatever will say to you, I've never dated a woman your age, and he can be 80 <laughs> and decrepit, but a woman, if she's 80 or 84, oh my God, you know, they don't want to date you. And there is this, this it is a discrimination. And I think that women have to give more power to themselves and not to the number, to the age. I really think there's too much fear of age. Too many women are hiding age. They're lying about age. And I think that now all ages, and it doesn't matter whether you're 20 or 90, you really have to own your age. One of the things, and, and you brought up the idea of also the younger generation. We saw the younger generation, who most of us would probably write off, who are the, you know, whatever, the millennials, and like my son's a Gen Zer. They took control in a lot of ways of society and the election this year. And it's interesting because, especially with millennials, we really do look down upon them. We really do. I mean, and I, I'm completely guilty of it, of going, you know, having to work with millennials and being like, ah, I hate them. So it's funny because I always worry about people saying I'm too old, but I never really think about someone being too young. And yet the age march is bringing that idea to light as well. I, yes, it is, because the age march is for all ages, and it's for all genders, it's for all races, it's for all sexual orientations, it's for everybody. And, and the young, so many of the young, they don't get that job because they're told they're too young or not experienced enough. And if you're beyond a certain age, you can't get the job. Sorry, the job was taken. You know, you get the job online and then you get there. Sorry, the job was just taken. Oh, dear. Now, didn't that, that happen, Barbara? Didn't that actually happen to you? Hap oh, it happens all the time. But I think there's a story where you told, or you may have told me, where you actually got a job and showed up for work and right. they couldn't believe it was the same person. Tell that right. story. Right, right. Well, I applied for a job online in something that I'm qualified for. It was an editorial job. And I thought, oh, this will be great. And I applied for it and they said, terrific. We talked on the phone. Oh, you're just what we need. We love your experience. And I took a cab down and I walked in and this girl, I guess in her thirties, and she had the, you know, all the stuff, which I'm not criticizing, but anyway, she's, <laughs> she had I'm purple and green sure. and blue and rainbow hair. And by, the way, says, by the way, says the woman who's got a pink stripe in her hair. I have a pink so stripe. You have lost March. but you have lost all credibility on that one. Just I did, okay. I did lose credibility, lost credibility on that. I was trying to say that what I was really going to say is she took one look and she said, oh, we tried to call you, but do you have text? And I said, yes. She said, we tried to call you. Sorry, the job was just taken. And, you know, that happens not just to me. It happens to a lot of women I, I talk to. And you think it had to do with your age? Oh, Definitely. Definitely. She suggested that I go to the senior center. She said they have so many jobs on the job board. Yes. Wow. Yeah. There is age discrimination out there. I, I, there really is. And it's segregated. We're segregated and we're defined by the number instead of who we are. I agree. You know, my mom always used to say she always wanted to write a script and have someone like, do it under a different name and have some young girl say it was uh -huh. hers. And you know that it would be, it would do great. 
And the second they would find out that it was written by somebody older, they wouldn't be interested in it. So mm-hmm. Israel, I, I want to pivot to you on this because you and I both come out of the world of producing. And I'll, how many times have you heard or I have heard from executives, you know, we need to, we need to go younger. We need to go younger. We need to go younger. And with me, which is so interesting in doing all the fashion police and the fashion coverage, people still want are all the glamour girls in Hollywood right now are all late 40s, early 50s, yet the network was always pushing us to include younger, 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 younger. Did you get that? Do you get that kind of pressure? Hire someone, we need the younger point of view. We need this, we need that. You know, I found that, and again, this one, we were giving jobs to people because they were younger, not necessarily because they were the best people for the job, but because, again, we were forced into finding a certain age. You hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Um, where we're forced to finding somebody less experienced um, uh, to meet a quota or to, to go younger. But in truth, you know, something I take pride in is that when I have been presented with that, at the end of the day, it's the person best qualified for the job. Yeah. And if it's behind the camera, then, I mean, there was an instance of two camera guys that were on a studio show um, for, I don't know, six years. And one day, some, uh, somebody came on the set and said, where are the two guys? And one of the producers said, we brought in somebody younger. And we put the plug on the production and we said, we're not moving forward unless you bring these people back. Right. They were, had 30 years of experience under their belt. They weren't, it didn't make any sense, you know? And so I've, I've pushed back when I can. Um, and if a project does require and the criteria is for somebody younger or older, um, I try to just be as fair as I can. And I also try to message that to the other executives mm-hmm. because you, it educates them, right? When you stand up right. for something mm-hmm. and um, it, it's not as scary, right? It's not as scary. Um, when you explain it to them and they trust you and those, those guys came back on set the next day, right. there was no reason why they should have been fired. Let go any, fired anyway. But, you know, and then the other side of the coin, I also think, and part of, I think, being in the, our business for so long and being of a certain age, it's also great when we can bring in someone who is qualified for the job to bring in a fresh point of view. My mom always said she always liked having younger friends because she felt they kept her fresh. How important is that? And they do. They do. They they do. I I had an assistant who was younger, very young, and she was so smart. Um, And there's no way I could have done this particular network job I was doing without her support. And I I wanted her skills. I learned from her and she learned from me. No agenda, no discrimination. And I just think it's about... It's also just about educating, right? And and showing people we can make it work. We just have to. I say integrate. I think yeah. that's what the age march is about, is that someday we'll have a generation that will be pro-age and not anti-age. And everyone will integrate. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, my God, we're going to Mars and we're going to the moon. And how do we know, you know, in generations to come age will be a whole different meaning. It won't be so divided. Well, they, what's interesting... Oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Julie. Go ahead. I was like, what's interesting is, you know, every 10 years you hear, well, 30 is the new 20, and 40 is the new 30, and this right. and that and the other. And it's interesting because life experience never enters that conversation. I have friends who have kids who are in their 20s who have gone through so much, they're probably better judges of character at, mm-hmm. in their 20s than I am at 50, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's it's interesting that the, the um, you know, it's like when you always say, oh, someone's an old soul. Yeah. You know, I think that's always very interesting. Yet, if you attach a number to it, it's a compliment when someone's younger, yet it's a it's an, almost an insult when someone's older. I, I think that's such an important point, Melissa, the life experience, because age is not a one size that fits all. You can have 10 
women who are 50 in a room or 490, and each one is going to be different. And I, and I always say that, it, you know how people always say age is only a number? Well, I don't believe that. It's not only a number. It's who you are individually. And we're all different and we're all aging every moment. And I think that point is very important. Young people, we don't know how long we're going to live, whether you're 20 or you're 104. Well, like in the Middle Ages, you, you, you know, if you made it to like 19, you were ancient, you know, that's why they had them all having kids at 12. You know, it's just, it's a whole different thing. What, why do you think, and this just popped into my head, that we give so much power to age over ability? That's a very thought-provoking question. Yeah, I literally, I'm sorry, I just popped in my head. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a good one. I think I'll just say what pops into my head is that I think our culture equates age with appearance. Okay. And also with death. And... I th- and physical deterioration. And I think that's why age has become feared and shamed instead of celebrated. And that is why, in answering your question or addressing your question, what do you think about that? I, I, think, I think age has become this, this issue it's treated like a disability instead of a, you know, a gift. And it is a gift. We're breathing. We're alive. We're here talking about it. And it's also become a vocation for people. In what sense? Well, I think there's just so, so many um, TV uh, things and so many books and so many everything and discussions and TED talks and everything about how to age, how not to age, what is age and over 40 this and over 60 this and over 70 this. It's just become an issue. It's instead of about the people and what's going on in our culture. That's how I feel. How do you feel? I was going to say, it's really interesting because while you were answering, I was thinking about culturally we're one of the very few countries that does not uh revere their elders that's true yeah i mean that's a that's a sore spot for me really why Um, i was close to my grandparents i was close to my parents um the more they told me stories and i learned of their experiences especially uh towards their towards their deaths um, I just, I had always been, always been empathetic towards the elderly and cause I respected what they have gone through and what they've survived. So the same thing happened, you know, in hearing, you know, the stories of my parents and I just gained, I have more respect for them and we all have a story and we all have experience, you know, and while you were asking the question, I started thinking about, you know, black lives matter. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these opportunities. To, absolutely. We lost Julie for a second, but I know Sorry, she's going with the, You were saying we, we have the opportunity so to hear these stories. Yeah. Yeah. To, the stories and, you know, from a distance, you can look at an older person and judge them. It's very easy. And that's the reason you do that is because of something lacking in yourself. Right. But we're going to be that age one day. And I want to be able to tell my stories and be respected. And I'm going to be able to do my job, hopefully, for, you know, many years to come, if I choose to. Once someone asked me, they asked me, they're like, is your mom losing her hearing? I'm like, no, she's just ignoring you. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what what Joan Rivers would have thought about this age march. (laughs) Uh, She probably thought would have thought it was it was great, you know. Her whole thing was once she hit a certain age, she's like, really? She's, she's, you know what's interesting? She found getting older in a lot of ways very free. Because mm-hmm. her whole thing was, what are they going to do to me now that already hasn't been done? What, you're going to fire me? I've been fired. You're going to reject me? I've been rejected. You're going to say this? I, it's been set. 
And so she, in a strange way, found it very free. She did. And look how free she was and what she was doing. Trust me, it's why I'm still in therapy. She she didn't she didn't define. See, the thing is that I find distressing is that we really are defined by our age and we're compartmentalized. You know, doors are closed if you go below if you go above the 60 mark, for example, Um, or or they'll say the party's over you know, at 70, like you're not supposed, there's roles that our culture gives to us depending on your age. And I find that sad. I think that we have to all take a stand and absolute celebrate our age. And also you may not agree with this, but I really don't like the labels. I don't like the labels senior and elder. I'm not an elder. I'm I'm a person. I really don't like those labels. It is and nice getting into cheaper movies. I will say that. The discount's good. A discount regardless <laughs> of age is good. It has yeah. nothing to do with age. The discount's good. Kind of, Melissa, that's kind of the whole purpose of this, the age march. It's right. to educate globally and to let go of the labels like we're doing with Black Lives Matter, like we're doing with yes. anybody we discriminate against. and. It's true. I just think it's I think it's all fear based, you know, and there's such an opportunity to all come together, uh, and share experiences, and employ each other, and hear stories, um, and make a difference. You know, and I hope in the next few years, as oh, BLM does evolve, you know, I hope that the age march can evolve, and we won't need one. You know, how much do how much do you think the media is at fault for this? Oh. Well, I know, Julie, both of you could speak to that much more than I can. But as an author, (coughs) excuse me, as an author, I have experienced it greatly when I've had, you know, TV options on a book, for example. And my protagonists are always around my age. And they always make them into their 20s or something like that. And also the media, just to address this a little bit, I think 24 hours a day on TV, on the internet, is this constant anti-age message, which has nothing to do with the product. I love products. I like Everyone has a choice to look any way they want. But it's not the product, it's the message. Unless you buy this silky serum, unless you do this and rid yourself of your lines or your this, you're not going to have this. You know, erase those telltale signs of age. I think it's a bad message. I think we've got to get a different message out. You talk about Black Lives Matter, the message, listen to the message. And like Jules said, we have to get that message. There's so much age shaming and age fear. And I know women who are truly, truly depressed because they're turning 70. They're truly, truly depressed. And I say I'm 84 and they said, good for you. I don't know how you, how you do it. I mean, it's when they hear the number, there's like, a, well, this is terrible. Poor thing. Uh, you know, this does exist whether anyone wants to think so or not. Well, I feel like we get really mixed messages. So you're supposed to age gracefully and you're supposed to here use this product, you're supposed to look a certain way. And then I always feel that message is very counterintuitive to the idea of be yourself and age gracefully. And I think we're starting to see a little bit of a change, especially when it comes to like body image and stuff like that in the fashion industry. We're starting to see that a little bit with different body shapes, different body types, different this, different that. The one thing that is very slow to change is age. Models are all still young. Models are still, they might be different body types now. They might have different ethnicities. They might look completely different, but they're all still young. 35 the, 35 the are you kidding me you're not 30 some models not 35 they're you know they're done at 28 except for a few and that's you know like- you you mentioned Joan Rivers who I've always been obsessed with and I still watch her 
her documentaries and watch. You're she a better wore, child than I am. Oh, she wore those, you know, boas in her acts, and she was irreverent and fun. She was ageless. She really was. And and why can't I mean all of us, we all have purpose and dreams within us. It doesn't matter what it is, but purpose, I think, is the key to longevity. I often think if I didn't mind making a fool out of myself and pitching all the time and doing shows and whatever, I think, oh my God, what would I do? Someone would just think I'm an old lady. That's what they say. You'll, you'll, you're an old lady. People use those phrases, old lady, old man, young girl, um, age appropriate, you know, all these phrases, be age appropriate. But it's, it, Melissa, it's a slippery slope, Yeah, right? Because men and women just want to feel good. Right. right. If they want to put on the serum and, and just feel good. It's and a choice. That food, part's good. Yeah. Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really the other side. So it kind of brings us back around to your point about the media. Right. Right. Yeah. Where they, they don't accept, they, they, they don't accept and they, into, you know, they intimate that there's something wrong. Right. Well, I like, you know, they say, age gracefully, age this, age that, and everyone should be so accepting and this. But they won't put that in a movie. They won't, no. you know, at one point you become the neighbor right. or the funny friend <laughs> or the goofy mother-in-law. Yeah. But, you know, it's just like what we were saying, though, and I think it, it, it folds into this, like we were saying about the fashion industry and the beauty industry. The whole messaging now of all different body types and all this, yet we're still stuck on the roadblock of age. And it's, you see it in, you even see it in men. They're given a little bit more leeway, but ageism, you know, and I know this from a lot of my friends is rampant in the LGBTQ community. Oh, oh, rampant, rampant, absolutely rampant, you know, absolutely. You know, I find that so interesting from a community that has, and all these people who are part of it have worked so hard to be open about who they are and accepted, yet they are some of the worst offenders of ageism. You some know, I, are. I, I, some are, are saying, but some definitely are. Well, it, and again, it's a stereotype about, you know, the and I'm using the language not to be offensive, but what all my gay friends use. A lot of my friends who are my age, which is 50, who are gay, are like, oh, God, I'm no longer a twink. You yeah. know, yeah. or, you know, now they're all looking at me to be the sugar daddy or, mm-hmm. you know, and I have some gay friends that are really, str- I mean, these, these men who are so handsome I know, are struggling like women are struggling I know. in feeling judged where if they were straight and 50 and successful, they would be beating women off with a stick. And it's because of the big monster age, this thing called age is something that is treated like like it's some dark thing that's just going to destroy any kind of happiness or joy or anything. And I'm speaking generally, of course, but what I really find mostly as an 84-year-old woman um, is is the compartment on the segregation. For example... The single sites, right. the single sites. We're all single women. Yeah. And I don't know if any of you has tried single sites, but you know, if you're beyond this site's for fifty, this site's between sixty and this, and then if you go above that, there's there's absolutely <laughs> there's absolutely silence. There's nothing. Well, I was on one of I was with one of my friends, and her daughter is in college, and she's on one of the sites, right? Like. I don't remember which one it was, Tinder, one of them. Mm-hmm. And I had never really looked at it. I said, okay, so should we like punched in, like you know, we went in as her. And it was, and she's all of 20, maybe 21 now, beautiful girl. And it was unbelievable which men were tagging her. They were 50s, 40s. So all these men of all different ages are on these sites Right. Yet a woman of 50 on 
one of those dating sites probably would not get any attention. If they did get attention, it would be probably from some pretty undesirable people who are maybe just, you right. know, for whatever reason. But the women are now pushed to silver singles and silver singles. Right. and this. Yeah. Oh. All of my oh. guy friends are on these sites are all on like, you know, this and that and Tinder and whatever they're all called now. <laughs> I can't even remember. It's all about age, too. And it's I think segregated. Yeah. And, it, and I think, sadly, so much of it comes down to looks. Yeah, appearance. Age equates. America seems to equate age. How do you like this one, that you look good for your age? Why do people say that you look good for? You either look good or you're not. I hate that saying. And why do you have to look good, you well, know, for your age? I mean, there's there's so much equation with the appearance of things, and that's when age shaming happens. Then then it, it there's depression. People feel marginalized. They feel invisible. And how about the medical profession too? Um, I recently had to go to a a physician a year ago or so, and I complained about a few things. And he said, people your age get that. Live your life. Take Tylenol. But see, okay, but I am going to have to sort of defend the medical person because we do age. We physically do age. And there are things that do not happen at certain ages. I know it takes me a lot longer if I go for a run or I go play tennis. I will not, I'm not, you know, even 30 anymore where I didn't, you know, where I could wake up the next day. I mean, I can be really basic and really honest. You know, I can't drink like I did in my 20s and 30s. I used to to go out all night and then still, you know, sleep for two hours and go to work and be fine. If I did that now, I'd be in bed for three days. Melissa and Jules, I found my toaster in the fridge. And I, I thought, want to know how that happened. Oh <laughs> you know, I found it in the fridge and I stood there thinking, did I put it there or did a monster come during the night? I have memory lapses. Okay, I, you, you probably went right into a place of fear. Oh, my God. For a se- I did. I did. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, I better start watching it, you know. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen, but again, that's physiologically. Of course, things are going to happen. They can happen when you're younger, too. Mm -hmm. And of course, they happen when you're, you know, when you move on in life at different times. But I don't even think that's what age, what, what age is. I think age is yourself. There's a vast difference in what we're, I think we're all saying the same thing between physiological age and biological, I mean, mental age and biological age. Yeah. And, you know, before this all started, we all were talking about how, you know, age is used against so many people, yet we're in a time we were talking about because of Tiger Woods today, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts and, you know, all good oh. wishes that he, he, he recovers brilliantly. Yes. But one of the things they kept fixating on was how old he was. 45, 45. And it kept coming up over and over and over and over. And we just came off the Super Bowl with Tom Brady and everybody constantly talking about how old he is. Mm -hmm. But yet someone like Tom Brady, they're saying it as a compliment. Like, can you believe, you know, Mm -hmm. where with a woman who was 45, they'd be like, oh, she's 45. Some of these men, but yet, you know, I do look at those Serena Williams and she is celebrated for her age. Yeah. Why, what do you need to do to, to change? What do we need to do to change the conversation that we can all be spoken of in, in, in that sort of reverential way? Like, can you, like they're being honored for keeping it physically together. I mean, these people are in very extreme sports or like a Tom Brady, like, yeah, they should be honored for being that age, but it shouldn't be so shocking. I I think the first thing to do is take a stand whenever you feel age discriminated, is take a stand on it. If someone calls you an old cougar or, you know, makes these cliches that we all hear all the time, you know, stand up for yourself. Also, really, this is going to sound a little... Um, 
spirit-like, but I think we really have to acknowledge and, and love ourselves and, and not think, oh, I'm, I'm an 80-year-old and, oh, I can't do this, but God, I, I really have a lot that I can do and have done, and I really am like myself, and I'm going to do it and try to break some barriers. And I think that is, is very important. And also learn from the younger people. I think technology, I mean, I'm, I'm a tech moron, and I have tech anxiety. And I'm trying to learn more and more and more. And, you know, I have gone to the Genius Bar at Apple, and I have been told while I'm sitting there by some 19-year-old wearing a T-shirt that says Genius, he said, maybe you should get a jitterbug phone. I thought, what's a jitterbug phone? It's not the big numbers. We're using abacuses, you know. Right. Right. But, you know, but, but Melissa, that's what the age march is about. Right. Right. It's about expanding people's minds and looking at these types of, you know, everything else has been touched upon, but not age. And, you know. Why? I, I'm asking, I, I'm, it's almost a rhetorical question. I'm not looking to you, I'm asking myself, why? We've gone into multiculturalism. We've gone into, we've gotten rid of people aren't supposed to be body shamed anymore. God forbid in this PC world, anyone say anything about anybody, but right. you can still call someone old in a negative way. And nobody Our, freaks out. There's not some big Twitter or Facebook explosion by saying no one's freaking out and saying horrible things back when someone says so-and-so looks old or someone's old. I think we just old. need to be more responsible. You know? but how, do we, how do we motivate people to look at age in the same way as a discrimination, whether you be young or old? I think people are afraid of age on one hand. On the other hand, they're not taking it seriously. They think really like it's some kind of disability that I have to put up with. And sociologically, I feel we're very behind the times when it comes to age and that someday soon we're going to look at this and this conversation and say remember when we used to you know uh, segregate people by age and you couldn't get a job if you were 80 or 90 and I I think Melissa that question of why it hasn't happened yet I think we have to take more of a stand and that's what Julie is doing, thank God, mm -hmm. how lucky I am that I have Julie Stern, one of our great producers and human ah! beings, and human beings to, to take risk. I mean, she didn't have to do this, no. to take risk. And it's a start of a movement. And also to you, Melissa, for, and not only you as a person in your career, but someone your age you know, supporting this. I think we need more people doing this. And, and you know, I, I'm just so thrilled. It's a dream come true that when Julie said she would um, be the executive producer on this because it, it, it's, it's going to be global. And I, you know, I have to say thank you to my fabulous daughter, Susie Unger, too. And I also have to thank Bonnie Marcus, who wrote a book called Not Done Yet and got Revitalash to give us some money so we could, you know, give this march. Right. Julie, I, I want to, you know, go back because you and I work in a very, in, in, in the same, in the same world, which I think is, is, you know, media really is in film and television. We really are part of the problem. You know, again, I go back to why is it still the 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 great, you know, horror, you know, when every agent's like, well, she's this now, you know. How do we, here's what drives me crazy, and I'm sure this has happened to you. You'll be in a meeting with someone, and it'll be some executive who has potentially very, very smart, whatever, and they're a lot younger. They may have perhaps risen through the ranks a little too quickly, or maybe they are brilliant, and they start telling you how to do your job. And I often, I found myself actually saying, and I think I was saying it younger. Let me explain to you. 
I've been doing this longer than, you know, I've been doing this since you were in college. Please don't tell me how to do this. I've kept up. I know. And then yeah. I'm disgusted at myself for saying it because it's A, it's defensive, and B, I was that person. And that's Maybe they are. I mean, they, maybe they are smart. But I don't know about you, but it makes me want to tear my hair out. Trust me, I yeah. know what I'm doing. Why are they doing that? Why Why did they treat you that way in the in usually because age? Usually, be, usually because they're the ones in the power of canceling your show or signing your check. Oops. <laughs> but, you know, but there's a whole breed of people even younger that yeah. stand up for that now if they observe it. Do you think it's you mostly know? our generation? Yeah. When I say our generation, I mean people 40, 50 and above that yeah. we, we, and especially as women, that we're not as emboldened as the younger generation. Do you think it, that's part of it too? Do you think I I do. They were adon- the, the fighters in this were, were experiencing something that maybe the younger generation knows how to stand up to? I, I, I do. I think, the, I think the younger generation is, is fabulous. And I've also noticed too, in all the years, the decade I've been doing the age marches, there were five, 2018 was the last one. It was the younger people I heard from afterwards. It was the younger people who sent me emails and said, this is so cool that you're doing this and telling me their stories about how they're let go from startup companies because they were approaching 30 and they were bringing in younger people and they want to integrate. So I think that the merging of the younger people and and people who so many people who are past 40 have already settled into oh i'm getting old or if i only knew then what i know now and but don't you, know, you think that we can learn something from the younger generation and maybe it's because we've as women i'm speaking specifically have opened so many doors and like my mother like you, we paved the way that they're in a place in their lives that they're comfortable enough to stand up for themselves where we none of us necessarily in the time that we were all coming up would have. I mean, is that, I think, so. I, I I think, think so. that's, but don't you think they, that it, that's why I think it's so important that this age March really addresses that group because that's the support. They're the ones that need to also be the voices that say, we're only here because of them and we won't allow ourselves to be treated this way. Uh, great. Exactly. So don't treat them that way. My nieces are that way. Now that they're old enough, I ask them questions and I bounce yeah. ideas off of them. Yeah. And I'm like, they're intelligent. They're smart. And they're strong women. Right. And um, that's such a good point. It's yeah, such a so, good and I point. Think if, you, if you tune in on the 27th, you'll see more of our, uh, mm-hmm. of what we've got planned for this global. Yeah. That's, I think in engaging the, the millennials who have learned to use their voices in helping change the narrative is going to be very important for ageism moving forward it's kind of a strange dichotomy it's it's going you know a reverse direction but i think it's so true because i always think when i leave the planet maybe age march the younger people will be taking it over and or or we won't have who knows what will happen but i think that's a very good point and i think a lot of people who are quote older whatever we mean by older are um as i say they don't think they don't think that they can they just don't think that they can be be and becoming again as michelle obama said they're not becoming anymore it's all done how do we start besides the age march what are things that we can do to start to help change the narrative well i think first of all we have to go inside ourselves and and revisit maybe a new purpose a new dream or maybe you want to write that book or make that film and 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 absolutely think Everything is possible. I use the phrase in Age March, age magnificent. And what I mean by age magnificent, everyone at every age is age magnificent. And 
it means that you have an inner self that is alive. You may have old dreams, or maybe you want to go to law school, or you can do it online. It doesn't matter, you know, how, what age you're at. And revisit yourself. And the other steps that can be done, Melissa and Julie, I think maybe give some more age marches, like Gay Pride Month. This could be Age Pride Month all around the world and get groups together. It's very narrow right now. There's all these age activists. If you go on the websites, you'll see them. And God bless them. They're doing great work. But they keep very separate. They're between 40 and 50 or this. We're all age activists because we're all aging and there's no one way to age. Julie, what can what what can we be doing? Should we be writing letters to networks? Should we be writing letters to advertisers? You know, that's good. You and I come out of the world where everything younger and newer is always better, and it's whoever has. Well, the funny thing is, especially with advertising and networks, it's whoever has the disposable income, and only people over thirty-five generally have disposable income right. to buy things. So again, it's very sort of counterintuitive. Well, listen, we have that's, to be an example. Yes, it's yeah. that simple. That's and, and how we are each day and in interacting with people. When I'm in a boardroom, I try to set an example of fairness and no discrimination. I don't want to be discriminated against. Yeah. I don't think I ever have, but maybe I have. I don't know. Oh, I think definitely we could all take a page. I can't believe I'm saying this from the millennials about learning how to stand up for ourselves. Exactly. Absolutely. I think that's very important. And we I think need it's to a- legislate too. There's some things that could be. Oh, well, there's, don't even get me started on that. Um, Before, Denise, before you jump in, I have one more question for both ladies. Yes. Um, And again, I'm sorry, I know it just popped into my head. And it, 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 do you think one of the things that's going to be positive, that's going to come out of potentially the pandemic and all these, and and quarantine, is we're going to see people living in multi-generational homes now and younger generations learning how important in respecting the older generations? Do you think that that sort of has forced everybody into a lot different level of appreciation? I, I think, I hope, I hope there might be more of that. And I was just thinking today, wouldn't it be wonderful instead of one word I don't like is retirement, but, and then when you're a certain age, everyone says, well, do you want to go to assisted living or whatever? I really, I really see places someday in the future where addressing your question, all ages, like sanctuaries, will be together if they choose to. So I guess the answer is yes. What do you think, Jules? I think that you know people are already. I think people. Hopefully, the pandemic um, has has humbled. Mm-hmm. the 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 country and the world i of course i i pray for that but you know and in doing so to melissa's point having more respect for their for their family as a whole yeah. and therefore for their fellow man i think know? it's made people realize how important maybe some of their older relatives are and how attached they are and i think that was a big and how much they add to their lives i i think you know, maybe when we look back however many years from now, that might be one of the upshots. That's true. They won't be so separated or, or divided. Or, di- or or dismissive. Dismissive. That That's a hope. That's for sure. There's many hopes that can come with this age march, I believe. Okay, Denise, sorry. I didn't mean to keep going once you popped no, in I this. I didn't actually even want to interrupt you guys, um, but you're hitting a nerve for sure. Um, uh, and people are feeling empowered to even say their age. It's kind of sad in a way <laughs> to, to not <laughs> feel like they can say their age. So, <clears throat> so we have someone from New Cleveland Radio, and she said, Barbara, you've truly given me the chutzpah to admit my age next week, and I will be 71. And that's still young. That's young. It's a baby. <laughs> I say young, right? It's a baby. Um, yes. And then Adam, we know Adam's mom. Mom says, I'm 91. What do you think about that? I think that's it's awesome. great. Yeah, right? It's <laughs> awesome. Bravo. Happy birthday. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. 
Yeah, and I think that more conversation like this will make people feel more, uh, you know, it would be normal to admit your age or it's not a big deal to say what your age is. Hey, I bet you there's somebody on that wrote in that said, hey, I'm 25 and I really no. want to be recognized for my ability. You know, there's, I don't want to just skew so, you know, towards the older, no. the, the, mm -hmm. the younger as well. Well, that, that, that's what I'm saying is I think that a lot of, a lot of mm -hmm. getting rid of ageism is going to come from those under 30. Right. Mm -hmm. And especially, so. you know, especially like I look at my son who's a Gen Z, you know, yeah. that, that their ability to speak out against discrimination, against things that they're much more, com they're much more comfortable in speaking out now about things. Hopefully this will be something that they, you know, he doesn't just put, wait till I'm in a wheelchair and push me off a cliff, which was always my <laughs> mother's giant fear with me, but I didn't do it. No, it <laughs> his, his generation will be wonderful because he won't make that, he won't be dismissive. I think you're import, it's important what you talk about, the intergenerational, if we all have those experiences with all the different generations. So um, Alyssa says, um, it's so true what you say. I'm strong because of the work of my mother, my aunts, my grandmothers did to pave the way to show what strong women look like in all ages. Which I think is so important. And I think... Um, you know, I hate to keep blaming the media, but it is, you know, again, I think we're, we're also at a precipice in the culture right now where so mm. many things are changing from, it, there's just so many things are changing. And I, I work a lot with mental health and the idea of suicide and depression has now, mm. mental health has now become less of a taboo topic. Yes. And hopefully we can get the, the conversation about age on that track. Because you yes. got to get on the ride to 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 get there. Yes. What do you think Absolutely. about like we have ten thousand baby boomers turning sixty five every day? They're you know in ten years they're going to be seventy five. This is going to be the huge group of older people. They're not going to want to be discriminated against. You know. Oh, I, mean, I don't say to that. Yeah. Is have compassion. Mm -hmm. Teach it. Practice it. Mm. Very no important. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know what else to say about it. That's the most important thing. Compassion, well, I, I, integration. And mm -hmm. I hate to be so pragmatic and and not so evolved, as Julie is proving to be very evolved, um, much more than I ever gave you credit for, Julie. Um, I'm much more basic. Thanks, pal. At, thank you. At, as this baby groomer boomer group is aging, they're going to have the biggest control because they're going to have the biggest fight. They're going to be the biggest financial group. They're going to be the group that's going to be able to determine things. And unfortunately we do live in a world where I hate to say it, but money is power. Mm -hmm. And I think with the, with the baby boomers, which I am not part of, they have a real opportunity to, to make a difference in that sense. If they don't want to buy something and they, they, they hear something, don't do it support the companies and the media and the things that do and it, right. as sad as it is to say it's also the you know it's capitalism at its finest so i think there's a real opportunity for the baby boomers boomers to flex that economic muscle i think that's important bingo very important bingo. Yeah. like i said i'm not very deep <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm very happy um, swimming in the shallow end of the pool what so actually, someone, <laughs> someone definitely made a comment about that money talks. You know, money's going to make a big shift in this. Um, but here's another comment from someone which was, I was kind of surprised. She said she's not in the business, I guess the entertainment business. She's a mm -hmm. geriatric care manager. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting her question back here. And she says um, she feels discriminated by the seniors, her clients, uh, they ask her when she when is she retiring? She looks too old to help them. Oh, that's awful! Yeah, you see, there's a lot of that old generation that grew up with this age racism, you could call it, or or something. That's what I mean. The old habits and cliches. So it's up to us and the younger people to change that. I'm thinking of one of my mom's jokes. I'm oh yeah, so sorry. do tell. Do when tell. she used to talk about, you know, older men with younger women. Yes. But this, yes. It, it sort of, this woman, 
if they're complaining so much, they should go stand on their oxygen. Am I so old that I can't tap dance on that? I know. I know. <laughs> really? You want to see who's strong? <laughs> or all go. old people leave the room. <laughs> well, so it's, funny. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually a true story. Unfortunately, my mom was visiting a friend who, whose husband had had a massive heart attack and they were actually at, at Cleveland Clinic. And my mom had no idea that one of the one of the leads was under one of her foot and she every time she uncross or cross her legs the, all the machines would go off and they couldn't figure out why <laughs> and they would all come right and it turned out my mother was 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 tripping one of the cords every time she would change position <laughs> oh god that's so funny i mean we can make fun of ourselves too you know Mm-hmm. But sociologically, we can do great things and we can make money, too. Just because you're 80 or 90 doesn't mean that you can't suddenly make a lot of money. About this woman who her patients are complaining, it's like, that's absurd. That's yeah. absurd. Yeah. So that's be old prejudice. Just say, just say, be grateful I'm here taking good, such good care of you. That's right. Because <laughs> you won't like the next one. And we have people making comment they're from 21 to 91 on this show. Excellent. Guys. Yeah, it's really good. And someone made a comment about what do you think about Bernie Sanders following? He has a lot of young followers. Love. Oh, I love Bernie. To me, Bernie is ageless in the sense he's not hooked up to the number. He's Bernie. He's doing his thing. He believes in it. He has the energy and of his message i love that the younger people are for bernie and that's exactly that's a great uh paradigm mm-hmm. so we probably want to wrap us up a little bit but we'd like to know what is next for each of you dinner <laughs> <laughs> that you're you're thinking that far in advance <laughs> yeah i'm being very literal dinner <laughs> Oh, you have a well, book coming out. Um, I do. I, I do. People, I would just say people miss you. They're missing you. They're making comments. Um, well, is- I my podcast. I'm going to be on Instagram Live. I believe Friday evening. I'll do a little pre Golden Globe mm-hmm. uh, Instagram Live, and then I'm going to have first thing Monday morning. I will have out a special version of Melissa Rivers group text all about the Golden Globes. Oh, I think that's fabulous. Yeah, we miss miss you in that. Well, thank you. I miss it, too. I think that's great. And I want to say I'm going to continue with my podcast, The Rant, with New Cleveland Radio or with Karen Hale, Um, and and interview more interesting people who are from all ages, all ages, and do lots of things. Who knows? Well, Maybe go back on the single sites, too. The next big thing (laughs) is March 27th. Right, March Facebook Live, yes. Instagram Live, 1 p.m. Pacific. You've okay. got celebrities. You have people all around the world participating in this first virtual how, Age March. And how long is the age? How long is educate it? themselves? Yes. How long is the Age March? It'll be about an hour. Okay, that's doable for not only visually entertaining and exciting, really. Yeah with these people from all over the world and the hosts and everything, but the message, you're going to hear new things from a lot of young people too. And Julie, how do they sign up? Just to remind Um, them. They can go to agemarch.com. They can find Barbara Rose Brooker on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and we're going to, after the age march, when you're done doing, producing it and doing such an amazing job, we're going to let you out of your little black box. Only then. <laughs> Thank you. I feel yeah, like you should I'm be handcuffed. Hold- you can't see, but I'm I, would, I feel like, here. I feel like you should be holding up like a newspaper with the date on it. Like <laughs> a hostage situation. You know, <laughs> I, I, I have to see that, that almost 4,000 people have joined agemarch.org and just since February, almost a year, almost 4,000. It's probably more now. They're hearing about it. It's relatable. And it's it's amazing. Yeah, programming and in age marks. It's relatable. Up and down, older, younger. It's ageless. Age March. Get involved. www.agemarch.org. Age March. Just one word. Agemarch.org. Yes. Okay. 
All right. Well, our thanks to thank you everybody. so much, Denise. Thank you so much. Robert. I want to thank the Commonwealth Club, and I yes. want to thank Melissa. Fabulous, just yes, fabulous. Melissa Rivers. Barbara. Oh, I'd like to be on her red carpet. And Jules, the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. You both thank made you it so interesting. And thank you, everyone. And that concludes our program at the Commonwealth Club of California. You've been listening to the Commonwealth Club of California. Hear thousands of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you like what you've heard, please consider supporting our work and help us bring 500 programs a year to listeners like you. Go to commonwealthclub.org donate. Think your way around the world with our travel programs to exciting domestic and international destinations. And when you're in the Bay Area, please join us live at our events. Thank you for listening and for your support.